talk X's and O's in, in, in college football. I was going to channel my my old school days of, of being on ESPN Radio and NBC Sports Radio. I was even going to have some guests in to talk about tonight's matchup. I was going to make fun of Ann Arbor Community College. I know I haven't gotten to that. We have so many topics that we're covering on the show. I didn't I didn't have a chance to, to make fun of, of Ann Arbor Community College for absolutely vomiting all over themselves. That's what happens. That, that, that you you get it right. You finally beat Ohio State. You got lucky because the game was at home. When it really shouldn't have been at home because you guys chumped out and didn't have the game last year. So you fake COVIDed your way out of last year's thrashing. So you had the game at home. It just happened to snow. You're playing against Ohio State, which runs a spread offense. Which Ohio State, you look at their receivers, man. You look at you look at you look at CJ Stroud throwing for 573 yards and and Jackson Smith and Jigba and Marvin Harrison Jr. He looks just like his dad. He's just about three inches taller. That Ohio State team is loaded going into next year. You want to talk about a class of freshmen? They got a lot of transfers in the portal because I watched the transfer portal and I watched recruiting. They got a lot of defensive. The, the cavalry is coming. So Ohio State next year. Start off with Notre Dame, and after they after they put a thumping on Notre Dame, they'll be set up to compete for a national championship. But Michigan came out against Georgia and basically tried to run off tackle. I saw the they were blown off the ball on the lines, and and I saw the the, the first they were down seven nothing. Harbaugh went on it on fourth down, fourth and three or fourth and four, from like the fifty, and didn't get it. And I was like, well, that's the end of that. That's game over. And I was going to talk about Georgia and Alabama, but but you, before I get into that, I think what's more important is to address, I haven't addressed the, the foolishness that, that Kirk Herbstreet was talking about. And I know that Kirk Herbstreet and Desmond Howard walked back their comments. And I'm very familiar with Kirk Herbstreet. He's an Ohio State guy. He was a quarterback under, under Earl Bruce at the Ohio State University. And he lives in Nashville, where, where I air the show from. So Kirk Herbstreet is an elite broadcaster. But, but, it's, but it's kind of funny because Kirk Herbstreet epitomizes the good old boys network in the system. Because Kirk Herbstreet was not good enough to play in the NFL. Kirk Herbstreet, and I watched him play at Ohio State, was a very mediocre quarterback. He was never... Anyone that you felt when he was at Ohio State, 
that this was a guy that was going to play in the NFL, that he's going to play on Sundays, that he was going to be at quarterback camps, and that he had an electric arm and he had the ability to read the defense, all of those things. He was a gritty, gutty player. But because he happens to be 6'4 and blonde and, and good-looking, has beautiful wife, beautiful family, he was able to get an opportunity to become a broadcaster. Now, over the last 25 years, 30 years, he's become one of the best broadcasters in the United States. And he's elite at what he does. I'm not trashing Kirk Herbstreet, the broadcaster. But it's very funny that he went on this tirade about how players who opted out, because Chris Olave, and he was very angry because Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave and a couple of other guys from, from The Ohio State University that, that have a high second round or first round grade for the NFL opted out. And I've talked about that all the time. I'm, you know, I'm like, this is a business. This is business first. All of that nonsense about it's the team, it's the team, the band of brothers, we're, we're all together, we're in the trenches, all of that. This is business, man. If Chris Olave tears his knee up and can't rehab it, guess what? They're going to pull a scholarship. If Garrett Wilson makes a bad decision, gets a DUI, gets arrested or something like that, they're going to pull a scholarship. These kids did nothing but go to Ohio State, put three years of hard work in, were very successful, performed on the field, seemingly performed off the field. These are not people that are getting in trouble. These are not people that are getting DUIs or accusations of doing drugs or accusations of stealing stuff or accusations of, of assaulting or, 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 or being Mr. Touchy Touchy with co-heads. These are kids that played hard. They're not playing for a national championship. They said, I'm going to sit it out. And I think that they did the smart thing. You saw what happened to Matt Corral. And hopefully his injury is not too bad. His x-rays are negative. But this is business. This is not, people have to get out of their feelings. I say all the time, college sports is entertainment. Just like professional sports is entertainment. Just like going to see Jay-Z or Beyonce is entertainment. Just like going to see a Broadway show is entertainment. Just like if I walked down to Broadway Avenue here in Nashville, Tennessee, and wanted to go to, to, to a honky-tonk bar, and if a great band was in town and playing, if I wanted to go to Nudie's or one of the great bars on the Strip, which is literally in walking distance from where Paragon 7 Studios is, that's entertainment. When I go to a game and I put down two, three hundred bucks and I pay another 50 or 60 to park and I pay for a pretzel and I pay 20 bucks for a Diet Coke. I, as a fan, want to be entertained to the best of my ability. If I don't like the entertainment, that's why I didn't get frustrated when people were angry at Colin Kaepernick. I may not like their motives for being angry at Colin Kaepernick. But if you're not entertained by African-American men kneeling for the flag, you have a right to not watch. You don't have a right to say that you can't kneel, but you have a right to not watch. If you didn't like when the NBA, during the bubble, they put Black Lives Matter all over the court, basically put a picture of Malcolm X hand-in-hand -hand with Jesse Jackson and Martin Luther King at half court. Everybody doesn't like that, and people won't watch. People got to get out of their feelings with entertainment. That, that goes with fandom. My, my fandom, I don't have to be a fan of a team that sucks. I tell Jets fans and Giants fans all the time, you guys don't have to pay for PSLs. You don't have to go to a Giants stadium and sit out there in 
11 degree weather for a team that loses 13 games every year. You don't have to do that. That's the Simpsons kind of brainwash you to thinking that, oh, you're not a real fan if you don't support. I'm here to be entertained, man. If the, when the Colts sucked, when Jacoby Brissett was the quarterback for the Colts, I was ghost. Now they have Carson Wentz, man, eh, mediocre. It's not great, but but they have great line, and they have Jonathan Taylor, and they have a lot of talent elsewhere, so I'm, I'm a little bit engaged. Not as engaged when Peyton Manning was there. Not as engaged when Andrew Luck was there, but engaged nonetheless. So Kirk Herbstreet and Desmond Howard are, are, are saying that players that want to opt out and make business decisions for themselves, putting themselves first, their, their bodies, which they're going to make millions of dollars with, he's kind of implying that they're soft and they don't love football and they're selfish and it's all about me, me, me. And I just want to remind the people listening on Urban One and listening in Nashville, Kirk Herbstreet's making north of $2 million a year. I don't know what, I don't know what Desmond Howard is making. But Kirk Herbstreet, is making like two, three million dollars a year doing seasonal work covering college football. And he's the best in the country at what he does. He's fantastic at what he does, but he's making millions of dollars to watch games from the skybox and watch the best game of the week every year. All of the perks, the flights, the food, the hotels, all of that. You think that you think that Kirk Herbstreet's staying at a Ramada Inn? You think he's staying at a Holiday Inn Express? He's staying at five-star hotels. He's eating, he's eating at, at high-end steakhouses like Ruth Chris and places like that. So he has a pretty good life covering people like C.J. Stroud who were infinitely better than Kirk Herbstreet was when he was a player in college. And I talk all the time, everybody is about that free market capitalism. Kirk Herbstreet and Desmond Howard, they're about that free market capitalism. When it benefits them, they're fine getting a check. But when the player looks out for himself and when the player says, I am not your property, I am not the property of Ohio State University. It was a business transaction. You gave me a scholarship. I went out and caught 70 balls for eight touchdowns and 900 yards. And that's the end of the business transaction. Now, I'm going pro. Chris Olave is the record for touch the record touchdown holder at, at Ohio State. Of all the great receivers that went to Ohio State, Joey Galloway, Chris Carter, David Boston, Chris Olave is the most prolific of all of those people. And it's very frustrating to, to see that rant because we still have these issues. People are it's still bubbling up. People are still angry, especially in the sports talk world, that these kids have opportunities to do what they want and they're focused on their career. If you're in the NFL, even if you're Chris Olave or Garrett Wilson or one of these guys, let's say they go late in the first round. You're hoping that you have a seven-year career if you're fortunate. So you got to play four or five years, I believe, four years to get your pension. You get that first deal, that's a rookie deal based on where you're drafted. So you can't risk your, your slot in the draft going down. So if you go out, you tear up your ACL. Instead of getting drafted in the late first round or mid-first round, you're getting drafted in the third or fourth round. You cost yourself a lot of money. Most of these people only have one legitimate contract. You get that second contract. And hopefully on that second contract, you get the bag. You get the $60 million. You get the $50 million. You get the $70 million. Usually after that, it's over. Look at Ezekiel Elliott. Look at Saquon Barkley. He ain't even got his second contract yet. 
A lot of these guys, while they get by, by the time they get into year four, year five, they're mostly toast. Especially if you went to a football factory like Penn State or Ohio State or Alabama or USC or Florida or LSU. There's only so much tread on the tire. So these athletes, they don't have that much of a window to, to get the bag. And remember, unlike me and you that are going to work until we're 60, I mean, I can do radio and do healthcare until I'm, as long as I'm healthy, I can do this until I'm in my 70s. These guys have a seven-year window to accumulate enough money to live off the rest of their lives. And Kirk Herbstreet especially knows that because he played at Ohio State in a very mediocre fashion. Didn't turn a lot of heads with his performance, but was, you know, was known as a good kid, a respectable guy, a leader in the locker room. And it's just very frustrating. And so instead of instead of going on, on my picks, I, I am picking tonight. I am picking Georgia to beat Alabama. And the reason that Georgia's gonna beat Alabama is kind of just the law of averages. Georgia can't you can't lose to somebody every time. It's just how Michigan beat Ohio State. Georgia loses to Alabama like five, six, seven times in a row. Kirby Smart gets owned by Nick Saban. It's football. The other team wants to win too. I think Georgia kind of p- played possum a little bit. In that first game, they knew that they were going to the playoff. They didn't really show a lot. They were very vanilla on offense. I expect Georgia to go out and really confuse Bryce Young and and really bring that defense and be stifling and suffocating. I I expect them to win a national title Uh, because Bama can't win every year. I mean, they basically go to the championship every year, but they can't win every year. So I'm picking Georgia tonight, but the more important story – is keep listening to Kirk Herbstreit and, and the people on ESPN and all that stuff that really can't stand to see these players make business decisions for themselves, although they're making millions of dollars off of these players. Lance J. Show. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmode squad. But at the same time, like I said, and me, you know, I'm 56 years old. Damn! James Lewis. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.